Hey, this is Tyreno, and this is the Three Count Podcast. <laughs> Do you want to get live with me? Do you really want to ride with me? I'm Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wait to Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by season four, after our 300-something episode, I would just hope you say with me, I am your Sherpa. Because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering? You can find this person at Orochi. You can find this person at SKPW. You can find them at Outbreak, CZW, WWWA, VPW, PWE. LCW, ACPW, and New Moon. He is a worker. He is a manager. He is an innovator. He is a creator. He is God tier when it comes to making your stuff if you need it made. But more importantly, he is the man, the myth, the legend, and the incredible Tyreno. Man, thanks. I need you to do my introductions every show. That was was amazing. Oh no, man! Like I definitely, <laughs> I definitely appreciate you ha- coming on the show. This is going to be a lot of fun because I'm, I can't wait to pick your brain about certain things that go on with this like crazy awesome, business man. we call wrestling. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's that's the first thing people say. The crazy business. It really is. It really is. It's like one of those it's things insane. where it's like, yeah, like all the stuff that happens and like. When you get into like the, because like I've only been in for just, I'm getting up to my fourth year, right? Okay. And it's a, it's about like that time frame where you start to kind of realize like, hey, like your trainer really can't do like everything for you. Some things you're just going to have to go and do on your own to kind of figure out. But it's like all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, right? With like wrestling is insane. There's like, you know, it's obvious that you have to network, right? Like that's the number right, one rule right. that like you get taught like right away from like wrestling. Like, Aside from being like told how to do your bumps and things like that, but it's also like a like you got to learn how to network and talk to people and and, and uh, just adjust to all different types of personalities because you never know what's gonna happen. There's gonna yeah that one sure. quiet dude in the back and you got to like talk to him and then like you go up to you say hi or if you don't say hi the next thing you know you're not back on that show and you're trying to figure out why yeah. and it's because you know it's, you miss a person. It, it could be super weird. Like you said, you you've been coming up to your four years congratulations i've been in for 14 years and i can see how it changed from the time i started training at czw and then going on and it's a lot different now that's why i started training myself because i did start seeing like some of the, the new guys coming in that's not that wasn't showing respect to the boys brother you know what i mean it just wasn't that, that that locker room respect wasn't there, so I wanted to, to help with the new the new crew that was coming up and show like, hey, if you want to make it here, you want people to help you out, you got to be respectful. Don't just think you can come in because you can do some flips and you look good, and they just supposed to help you out. This this is a family. If I go in the ring with you, I'm putting my I'm trusting you on my body, and we got to work together. So people don't understand that. That's what I'm trying to help out with that. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people ultimately forget, like, they're like, well, like, you know, and, and we're not going to use the F word here, but, you know, it's it's predetermined. Like, it's scripted. Like, right, you guys right. already know what moves you're going to hit. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't make any less dangerous. It still it's like, hurts. 
Yeah, it's like it's like telling people like, oh, well, you're gonna go out and do ballroom dancing. You guys are just gonna like put it together, and nothing bad ever happens. But mm -hmm. you know, ball people fall all the time. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you could go wrong really quick. Yeah, I love when people are like, oh, you know, it's fake, right? Uh, so you think Robert Downey Jr. is flying around in an iron suit on the screen? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. I'd be like. You think Zach Morris is really coming up with all of those half-brain thought-out schemes and <laughs> solutions? No. <laughs> nah, not happening. I nah. legit love it. One of my favorite things about, like, people who say that, right, who are like, oh, it's, it's not real anyway. I'm like, are you the same person who just sits in the live theater, right, while Hamilton is going on, right. yelling at Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, hey, Lynn. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, man, but it's been proven that uh, uh that Hamilton was he was white, even though he's from Puerto Rico. Like, <laughs> like no one says that. Like it's so crazy. It's it's so weird that like I I, I love I love the sport, the the theatrics or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. for pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling, and it's like yeah. it is the only place where fans legitimately think that their voice. Is like the only thing that matters. <laughs> yeah, I I love it, especially if, uh, a few years ago when I played when I was playing mostly heel, and I love when the crowd just start chanting things at me, and they used to say some of the craziest things, and I just answer them back, and it like <laughs> completely shut them off. Like one guy told me I I had a, a A cup boobs. I said no, they D cup. Get it right, and I lifted up, and he just. <laughs> Completely shut them down. He's like, you, I, I like messing with them. They'd be the same person as I walking around. I grab your chips and eat it, but throw water on you. Later on, you ask me for autographs. It's just, it's just, it's a funny business. It is. I was in a, I was, I was actually a face, and I heard a random person in the crowd. They were in the front row, and they go, "I don't like this guy at all." And I was like, "Word!" So I jumped out the <laughs> ring and I went and I sat down next to him. And I grabbed his drink and his popcorn and sat it in my lap and i was like yeah, i'm gonna join the show too i was like do you want to get in i was like you and i we can just hang out and watch the show are you having a good time he's like i was until you came and sat down and like mid-match i hit the sequence and i hear i kind of like him now i was like i like you too <laughs> like, just like acknowledging <laughs> hey, you gotta you gotta sometimes you gotta come back at him sometimes it just you can't it just it just some of the crap that they come out their mouth is just like, oh, I, I got to get you. Oh, I, I can't let this go by. I got to get you. Because <laughs> I got to make you look like an idiot in front of everybody. <laughs> but how did, what what drew you to the business, though? Uh, Well, my uncle, my uncle uh, got me into it when I was a kid. And we used to go to, I'm about to show my age. We used to go to the Spectrum. And watch wrestling and Hogan and all those down there. And every pay per view come on, he would order it. Every time WCW was here at the old Civic Center, we would go. I was at Slammery '94, and it just grew from there. Hell, my uncle like, yeah, once you get older, when you get in the business, I'm gonna be your, I'm gonna be your manager and you know, stuff like that. And <laughs> I did. I played football. Didn't wasn't my thing. I did try other things. Wasn't my thing. And this is just something I always wanted to do. But uh, at a young age, I uh, started a family. I had kids young, so I had to put it on the back burner until I found uh, – I actually found 
CZW. I heard of CZW because I was always going down to EC to ECW arena, but actually ACPW was on like a, a cable access channel, and they were saying they had a wrestling school, and the wrestling school was in Aston, PA, and I like, I just got a car. Me and my buddy and my son, you know, who's in the business right now, TJ Reno, he was about three. I believe he was like around like three years old. Hauled ass up there, did a tryout. And did my tryout. They asked me to come in and uh, help out at a show that he was having. And right when I was about to start school, my car broke down. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. And then I was, I was staying down South Philly. And CZW was having open tryouts for um, it was one of the Chris Cash memorial shows, and they was having open tryouts before the show. And I went down there, did my tryout. Like a month or so later, I started training down there. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> but it is cool because like. When you get to train in places or you get to be at places that like have a lot of history to them, because what's funny is like me personally, I'm from Nebraska. So a lot of people like don't realize okay. that when I me moving to Baltimore and like still learning about the history and stuff like that with pro wrestling, like it's not like it's not like I choose to to not acknowledge it. But it's just like there's a lot of it's history lot. to like learn to pick up and like talk about and understand because you you mentioned it with the spectrum. I remember when it was McNichols Arena, and then right. they moved, and then they moved to the Pepsi Center. And so, right. like me watching the Nuggets and seeing like UFC one for the first time, like I fell in love with like the UFC and understanding. And then randomly one day, like I turn on the TV, um, and I get to see you know Chris Jericho like coming out for the first time in, on mm. a Saturday night, right? But right, before right. all that, my aunt like introduced me to Saturday morning. Uh, Saturday morning WWF. It was like a, it was a Super cartoon. It was, yeah, oh, and yeah, the show. There, had a cartoon. Yeah, and then the show came on right after, and mm -hmm. there's Jake the Snake Roberts all wrapped up in the uh, Macho Man wrapped up in the ropes, and Jake the Snake is getting bit by like, a with a cobra. And I was like, this is the first thing I get to see for pro wrestling. And I was like, I have right, to be right. a part of what this is. And so for me, it was just like you, right? Like we kind of have to like venture and journey around and then eventually yeah. like things kind of worked up and even for me like when i got in like my daughter she's 12 now it was four years ago you know you're talking about like she was eight and i was like hey i'm gonna go learn how to bump and take right, hip right. tosses and stuff and then try to make something happen <laughs> so i definitely can relate to like having the kid and like mm -hmm. working and stuff and get it put together and then learning about the business like i guess like a crash course kind of sense. And when you when you first people understand when you first go to wrestling school, it's a humble experience, man. You think you know everything because you watch it on TV. You did backyard wrestling, you know, which we all did. You know, until you get in there, you actually take a bump on an actual mat in an actual ring. You're like, I don't know shit. <laughs> and that is the most humbling experience in the world. I don't know a goddamn thing. Well, yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough. But you know, you, you, there's something you want to do. You got to stick it out and you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, and then you kind of like learn. But see, like the cool thing about it, right, is like for you, like you obviously have a talent for like doing other things too, right? So like not only mm -hmm. you're like this incredible worker, but here you are like a gear maker as well. 
and you're like you're always giving you're giving back to the community right like you're just helping out with the community like me i i i don't have so many capabilities yet i plan on learning someday but i do have a podcast that i just like to ramble and talk on so i was like i love to get back and like make kind of like a crash course with like this whole thing and like this whole world that you like get into when you have to start learning about because it is it is a lot and you know they always talk about like the 10,000 hour man becomes a master at whatever yeah, craft right, he's right. trying to accomplish. And like, well, I don't have 10,000 hours. I'm <laughs> it's like, I just yeah, make the most of what I can when I can. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was an artist coming up and my grandma and my aunt, they also, so I always watch them. I did sewing in school. Um, my grandmother passed away in 2013 and I was, I inherited her sewing machine. I let it sit for a few years, and uh, I used to have a friend of mine who used to make all my gear. Because when I first started, I used to get my I used to get tights from like the plus size stores, and I put iron on letters. Because I went to a locker room one time, and it was like three to four people was wearing the exact same thing from high spots. It was pleather pants with either a, a lightning bolt or a star on it. And I was like, not doing that. So 2018, that's when I made my very first pair of like tights for myself and my partner at the time, King Blackie. And it was just like those things was rough. <laughs> I'm I'm coming to the uh I I'll be a lot of people I'll be forty one in July. So fourteen years in this business. I'm not sure how much longer I got. But I know I'm gonna always do something in the business. Like I said, I got the school. Uh, always looking for new students. Anybody out there look, want to be a wrestler? Hit me up. Uh, and I got the gear, Tyreno gear. So I'm always gonna be doing something in wrestling if I'm not in the ring bumping myself. I think that's important too. Is that like you're gonna have to have like that post plan of like whatever it is that you want to get accomplished, right? For like you, mm-hmm. obviously, with the school and the gear making. For me, it's gonna be with this podcast because I'm gonna take this as far as we can go and run with it. Right. Also, you know, but it's like also you also gotta kind of find like something else, like some other kind of niche that you kind of want to get into because you know you're gonna have to find a way to like draw people in and get people to like right. to, to to recognize the brand. I think the other thing that really is unique about like the wrestling business is that like you legitimately control everything, right? Like, right. I know people in the business world, they're like, well, you know, if you're the CEO, you have this. I'm like, no, not really. You got to answer to, like, shareholders and whatnot. But, like, in mm-hmm. the wrestling business, your whole business rides and dies on you. So if you, you do something stupid, like, hey, you could just ask yourself, like, really quick from the whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, coming up, uh, I do wish, and this is what I like to tell and teach people. I wish I would have did a lot more networking than I, I did. I did some, but I will. I would have to say, like probably like ego got in the way of certain certain things, or being around the wrong people got in the way of certain things. So I try to like steer the new the new people into like the right direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. Because you got if you want if you want to make this a career, you gotta get out there. It's like like I said, I've been doing this for 14 years. I did TNA tryouts, I did Ring of Honor tryouts, and you know, nothing come out. People always ask you, Oh, when are you going to WWE? Never. <laughs> I am 
I am old. I am content where I am now. Does that just mean like be an indie darling and like go up and down the road for as long as my knees and everything else can hold up? Okay, I'm fine with that. But if you want to make this, you want to go further, like I told my son TJ, if you want to make this further, go out there. Make those connections. Hey, you want to wrestle in this company? They say come down and help out. If you can get there, go. Go do that. Show your face. But also be respectful because you're representing me. Because most of the time, the people that you're going to, they know who I am. Well, and that's like the thing too is that like it is, and that's just good life advice. Just in general, it's just like to always mm-hmm. remember like you're always gonna represent something bigger than yourself, regardless of like what it is. Like for even like for me, like you know, going to personal training, I know I work for a company, right? And if mm-hmm. I'm working for that company, then if I go out there and I act an asshole somewhere, like let's say I say some crazy ass shit at a at a wrestling show, right? Well. Right. You know, Red Dog, well, there's only really in the DMV as well in the, like, you know, the Mid-Atlantic, there's only one person who runs around calling himself Red Dog. So that's going right, to get right. around pretty quickly. Like, oh, did you hear what Red Dog said at this show? Who's Red Dog? Mm-hmm. It's just going to pop up right away who I am. And, right. like, it's going to be, yeah. So you really just embarrass, like, not just yourself, but, like, your employer, you know, everybody around you. And you, just, you get kinks, yeah, super quick. Yeah, people. Don't, some people just don't understand, and they, and you, you can't help everybody. So, it is what it is. But if you, I'm always willing to help out, give advice if anybody want to listen to it. Like I'm willing to. If we were in a locker room, anybody asking questions, hey, about my match or anything like that, come talk to me. If you, if I see that you're listening, I'm gonna continue to talk to you. If not, well, fuck you. You guys sink. On your own, I don't care. I think it's an important thing too is that like, you know, everybody talks about like, if you're asking for advice or like critiques or anything like that, like you should accept, like accept all of them, right? But then obviously like apply what applies yeah. to you, and then like help make yourself better. I think it's funny though because like I hear a lot of people talk about like take the critiques that apply, and some people think that like, hey, oh, that means take the positive stuff and it just throw away all the rest. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Take some of that negative everything. stuff. Yeah. Everything. I had a, a, a old school worker, and I was, this was back in, I want to say 2016, maybe 17. And at that time, I was wrestling for, you know, over almost 10 years at that point. And he came to me like, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm going to come talk to you uh you got to work on your punches. The punches you were throwing out there didn't look good. Cool. Show me what I was doing wrong. Like, I don't like throwing punches anyway, so that's why I always throw forearms because I think my punches suck. So if you're going to show me a good way to, to make my punches not look bad, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah, that was something for me too. It's like, that's, that's you know, and I think – because a lot of people talk about it, that that's like one of the hardest things just to master in general is throwing like mm-hmm. a good worker punch. And it's like, yeah, because like too close, right? You can stiff somebody. You can give someone like a real potato and too mm-hmm. far. And you look like you are like in a bad action, like a bad like right action here. movie. Uh, <laughs> <you're all> <laughs> it's just like big old gap, like <laughs> Yeah, it's like what, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, it's just it's, it's freaking weird. But some people don't want to listen. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I I knew 
it was my punch was bad. I think they better now, but you know, just never know. See, for me, one of the biggest critiques I got was like one, like I was getting into shape and I was actually like looking better. But the funniest part was someone came to me and they told me straight up, they're like, "Hey, you need to like." bronzer up because you look like a giant fucking mm. spotlight out there <laughs> i was like what and then i I, and at, I don't have that problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is that being half latin i wouldn't think i had that problem either but then like i lightened up really quick and i was like uh-oh we are in trouble so like, right, i need right. to fix this <laughs> but it was you know he brought it up and i went to like at one show i went to another show and i saw the pictures of the show and i was like whoa i was like okay so then like i went on and started putting on some like bronzer right making myself a little darker and i saw the photos from that show and i was like whoa i look yeah. incredible <laughs> that's right man yeah, i was man. like all right little ego making myself a little front <laughs> you got you gotta you gotta do what's best for you and you gotta look your best like i'm a big dude i uh, i am over 320 pounds. I'm a big motherfucker. I don't have a six pack, nor do I care to have one at this point. It's just like it is what it is. <laughs> so I can move around in the ring is what I have to do. So it's, it, it works for me. I think, and that's the thing though, is like that's what makes wrestling so much more, what makes wrestling so fun though, is that like in wrestling, like we have these like, it's for it's for everybody and everybody has like their own unique spin on whatever it is that mm-hmm. they're trying to do right like right, right. not everybody is going to throw a kick the same way not everybody's going to throw a punch the same way not everybody's going to do a mm-hmm. hip toss the same way and even when i think about to. it yeah i i tell out. i laugh because i love throwing i love throwing hip tosses but i love throwing hip tosses the way santina morella did it right With the leg. like yeah, with leg everything, because yeah. I was so out for it, and uh, it's just, yeah, it, it's 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 a unique and different way of doing things. Like, uh, this business hurt, and the more and more it goes, people go out there and do these dangerous moves. When that's all fine and good, but if you're not doing them right, what's the point? And if you're not listening to the crowd, what's the point? You you doing 30 flips, three super kicks, a Frankensteiner, and all that. And the crowd just like, you know what I mean? Nothing. I could do half of that and have the crowd on their feet. And because I'm working with them, the crowd want to be there. The crowd want to be a part of the show. When I see stuff like that, when people just, just go out there and do moves, I call it wrestle by numbers. Like, oh, I need you to be here. You be here at this time. You can come around and do this. You got to do unique stuff. Like you, like you said, you do the hip toss. You do the hip toss, uh, like Santino. It's something different. It's not a regular hip toss. I used to do a leg drop, but I used to hit the ropes and tiptoe before I do the leg drop. It's something different. <laughs> it's, it's, always, a, it's something different. So I have like a lot of my character work is based like off of uh, Deadpool. Like, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things to do is I have this spot where like, I act like I'm like, I act like I have a gun and I'm shooting set person and they don't sell obviously because it's fake. Mm-hmm. It's not a real freaking gun. So then they'll push it out of way and I'll throw strikes. Right. So I throw a punch to the shoulders. And then funny thing is if you, uh, there was this cop game um, back in the day. Right. And it was a trainer game 
right? And it was an arcade trainer game for, for but they will always tell you to shoot at the shoulders, and yeah. then like, so I would I would always aim, right? So I I hit both shoulders and I'll hit somebody in the leg, and it drops into one knee, and then I act like I have a grenade, I throw it in the air, they look up, and I hit them with the DDT, like the Mrs. Yes. DDT. And I think it's a fun spot, but the crowd pops for it every single time that I do it. I'm like, yo, I love it. And that's, that's it. That's a unique a- spot. That's your unique and- spot. That's stuff you do. Like I came up, like, uh, like Bret Hart's my favorite wrestler. I like the power of Bulldog, Taz for his suplexes. Steiner Brothers are my favorite tag team. It's it's just like you just take a little bit of everything like that. I do a stolen suplex. But I also would probably do some squats, or I might wiggle my hips sometimes. It's like you, it's, you sort of like go out there and have fun with it, and not everything got to be so serious all the time. It's boring, it boring. Is. <laughs> this is entertainment. I know people hate the word, but it's sports entertainment. That's what it is. And you're supposed to, like you. You're just supposed to enjoy what you're doing. Like that's like right. that's for me too. Like where I. I sat back and I remember like the first couple, the first couple months, because this was something else I thought, right? And this was something that I had to like break out and mold. And I've talked about this numerous times on this podcast, but I just, it's something that I have to like keep ingraining in my head. I thought that my trainer gave me my gimmick and that's how I just, that's how you did it. And you just had to run with it. And my trainer, I, I love sick and to death, right? Uh, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I got stories. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, uh, he goes, well, you you were in the military, so you could be like the military guy. You got to be very like stoic and like, you know, you got to press forward. You know, you're always like calculating and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I would try to cut promos like very serious and stuff. But even my friends that were in the business understood. They're like, oh, that's not you. You got to be you. And so when I started cracking jokes and like talking shit right. about it, like that's when I was like, OK, this is who it is supposed to be. And I started telling him that and he was like run with it, see what happens. And Good. sure enough, like it, it went wild. Like it was wild, like wildfire just all over the place. And we were just having fun. And then now we started working. Now we've worked a couple matches together. And at one point I was biting his hand and I was just staring at uh, Jason Drake with his hand in my mouth. And Jason goes, you're literally biting the hand that feeds you. <laughs> <laughs> it's those those little dumb things i get to do where i was like hey nickelback head on out no one wants you here (laughs) we just have like fun times getting to like bus chops and like now i get to like open up and like just do the dumb things i've always wanted to say and just say them like carelessly (laughs) it's like that's the thing people understand like i won my first heavyweight title back in 2012, I want to say, and the person I wanted from was a, was a good friend of mine, uh, Big Country, Dalton James, seven foot monster, funny. He's one of the funniest dudes you ever want to meet. And we we having this match. We used to it was for DWF Loco, which is not around anymore. And he has me in a headlock, and he gives me a wet willy. And I'm trying to sell this headlock. He said, "You better not sell it." And he's just talking mad shit in my ear. I'm trying not to break character. It's just like, you gotta have fucking fun doing this shit, man. If you don't, why are you here? Yeah, it's like, become it's here? become my goal. It's become my goal now, at least 
in singles matches and trying to do trying to do in tag matches is to make the other person break character while we're in the match. It's like that's like my new goal now of wanting to do like uh mm-hmm. one time uh TJ Sykes had me in a he had me in a chokehold and he went to bite me in the ear. And I was like, ref, he's biting me. And he was like, no, he's not. I was like, I feel like I'm fighting Mike Tyson. And like in the video, you see him go, oh, and he just turned like really hard. <laughs> he was trying not to laugh. And I was like, got him. <laughs> like I walk around, like in my entrance, it depends. In my entrance, I come out, like I find an old lady and I give her a lap dance. Hey. <laughs> I, I do a sh- I do a strip tease when I take my robe off, and if I want, if I'm a heel, I do a whole the straps down and the whole thing go down to my to my underwear. Like, it's just like you, I love it, man. You just gotta have fun with it. <laughs> That's what makes it. It's funny. Like when, I've never. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I had over the years. I had so many gimmicks and different names and stuff. People try to make me use, and it. I remember. <laughs> I was rookie. Somebody was trying to make me a a, a cowboy. I said that no, that's <laughs> that's not gonna work. Like no, you're gonna be a cowboy. Then they're like, oh, you're gonna be a prophet. You're gonna come out and you're gonna have a, a, a followers. And I said, okay. I used, they used to call me somebody called me the Force on commentary. I have no idea why. So they start calling me the Force Tyrino. I I was a black Irishman. Uh, was Ty Mc, <laughs> Ty McReno, the the sexiest man you ever did see. I I had a whole bunch of these ridiculous gimmicks. And it's like this is no, no. <laughs> you see, it's funny because you're talking about how like you would be like a prophet, right? And you would come out with minions and stuff, and they would call you the Force. Like, right. what what if you just like had turned that and you just like became like the dark side of like the Force and just used like a Star Wars thing. And just ran away. Yeah, but they, that's not that's not even what they have in had in mind. I was I was a I was a rookie, so I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going like yeah. this is stupid. <laughs> like yeah. this is not gonna work. I just happened but, to be in the ring. My first year I got my ass whooped for a whole year straight. <laughs> so you said that you have stories. I don't normally do this, but I'm just curious. Like, tell me one of your favorite stories about Sicken. <laughs> Man, I can't tell you how many times I wrestled Sicken in a tag team because it's always been Riot City versus the Gunners. And it's right, it's Sicken and import tag team partner here, Matt Wild or, or Vic <laughs> Ramon or. <laughs> or Ron Holiday or whoever else is inside Rice City at the one at the moment they pulled off the street. And that man is he is a driven dude. I swear to you. He is a funny dude. And he would try to wrestle. He'll probably wrestle tonight if he could. Oh yeah. And certain certain things I'm not gonna say because he knows. Yeah, he, he he's a character, man. And we we could get in there and wrestle and wouldn't have to call a thing. As as Ron would say, you know our shit, you know our shit, but you're trying to get that shit in. We just want to get that shit in. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Ron. We know your shit. It's funny because... I've like, been hit with the same shit every time. I know what you're trying to do. 
<laughs> it's funny though because like everybody who's met and I say this a lot, oh, right? But sick anybody you've never beat me for a championship ever, and you know it. That's why you won't bring me. That's why you won't bring me down to Maryland. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure to tag him so that he can watch this episode. But it's something I bring up a lot though is that anybody who's ever met Ron Holiday, right? Got a Ron. Has a, Ron has a, he knows the Ron impression. Has a Ron impression. And it is always amazing to see people who, like, they get thrown, like, whenever I tell them, like, oh, yeah, I'm from Baltimore. It's like, and I know I'm, I'm with Sicken. They're like, oh. And then everybody got to do, like, the Ron Holiday impression, and it's always on point. And I'm like, yo, I just He's always a, He always a bull, a like, hey, man, I didn't see you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he just he, he's he's always up here. Yeah, and he's like, and he's it was what makes me laugh about Ron is that like he just he's so carefree about like life, but then like he gets in a ring and then like that carefree attitude still stays in, and sometimes like things happen. Like he was running this tag match against Pure Ignorance right at HWS, mm-hmm. and uh, Ron's gonna kill me for telling this story. But Chaz and Prince are gonna love you for telling the story too, right? And so, like in the ring, I'm on I'm on commentary. I can hear like everything that's going on, right? And uh, Mad Max is in the match, right? And he goes, "Hey, drop toe hold." And uh, <laughs> you hear Prince drop toe hold. You hear Chaz drop toe hold, right? So off the ropes, just Ron, boom, lays in this shot. And- <laughs> at Prince, and Prince turns and just hits him right back. He said, drop toe hold! <laughs> but you hear Ron. You hear Ron. Oh, fuck, buddy. <laughs> you know us is a crazy motherfucker that's in your group? That goddamn Eric Ecton. <laughs> the last time I was in a locker room with Eric, I was looking through the curtain at his match. I turned my head for a second. Next, you know, Eric was throwing up on my shoe. <laughs> he ran to the back because he was about to vomit, and it got on my foot. Damn. I, I, I cleaned it off, brother. I'm sorry, and ran back out to the ring. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I was pissed. I'm like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> like, just, just fucking threw up on my foot. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry, brother. Like, it's it's too late now, man. Is that chunky? Is that chunky Campbell suit? Like that's you can't <laughs> like you can't make this shit up. Like, okay. Yo, actually, so that kind of that kind of brings learning lessons the hard way. So I'm kind of curious and wanting to know, like, what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn being in this business? Oh my god! Be careful what you eat. Before you have a match. <laughs> uh, oh. Be careful what you eat before you have a match. Because, man, it's been, I'm, a, I'm embarrassed to say it, but hey, I'm just going to say it. I don't give a shit. Um, I was like a year or so in. I don't know if you noticed, uh, he's an older wrestler, Dr. Ruthless. I know big, mo- big motherfucker. And he wasn't even supposed to be my opponent that night. He showed up because the show was down the street from his house. Mm. So he just he was going to the store 
to grab some milk or some shit and <laughs> end up wrestling. <laughs> he he splashed me not once, but three times. Two splashes, one leg drop, and I had on uh, white long tights. Mind you, I said I used to buy my tights from the store. And I swear to God, I shit it myself. <laughs> I was afraid to get off the mat. And it happened again about a, about a year ago. And I had to run to the bathroom. Luckily, it was stuck right there. But <laughs> careful what you eat. Yeah, yeah, I shit it myself. I'm good with shit. Whatever. I'm, it happens. Just be careful what you eat before you go out there and wrestle. Right. That makes, also, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> on, a, on a serious note, just be careful, like I said earlier, who you hang around with. And you can learn it the hard way. It could be def- detrimental. It could help you, but it also could hurt you a lot. And just be careful who you hang around with, man. Make sure you got a good circle around you that's, that's there for you and y'all want the same thing. I like that. I like that a lot. So listen, 14 years right in the business. Uh, I'm sure you've been in a lot of different locker rooms. So what I do need before we get into the sec, before we get into the best segment of the three count podcast, I do need one do and one don't of the locker room. Okay. Do you come in a locker room, especially if you don't new person in the locker room, don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Don't be a dick. So sometimes call time is extra early. If this is the Indies, most of the time people got real jobs, real, you know, real life situations. Come in, speak to everyone. Don't be a fucking dick. Because you and if you knew, keep your damn mouth shut. Don't go in there trying to call a match like you are like you some kind of vet. Just shut the hell up. That's what you don't do. So go in, speak, be respectful. Don't go in there running your damn mouth like you know something when you don't know a goddamn thing when you're greater than goose shit. That's the main. That's the main important things. That's it. If you if you do those two things, mouth shut, ears open, be great. When somebody comes to you and asks you something, okay. But if you're a rookie, don't come to me telling me, hey. Well, this is what we're going to do. This, 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 and this. No, we're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> it's, it, and it's been times. It's been times that happened. And SWF locker room or anywhere else I go, I'm, sit, I'm sitting there putting on my knee brace and I got my knee pads and putting on my kick pads. And, Todd, you listening? Oh, yeah, what you want to do? Yeah, they said they're going to do this and they're going to put... No, yeah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense. Make it make sense. At the same time, I don't be a dick. Because if you be a dick, then the next person going to be a dick to you in that damn ring. So be careful. Yeah. I, I love both those lessons. Because <laughs> that's the one thing I can like. So this is like a fun story, right? So I was at a, I was at a promotion, right? Mm-hmm. And a vet came in. And I had legitimately thanks to this podcast i learned a lot of like unwritten rules <laughs> and so this vet came in everybody else just chilling out not doing anything and i i see you know the champ walk in right 
Mm-hmm. He's gonna look around saying hi to everybody. I shake his hand and I slide in my chair, not knowing that I was going to be working set person because at that time I was in what was called I was in a six pack challenge. So I was like, whatever, right, I'm right. gonna be in this challenge. You know, here's my chair, you know, and it's kind of chill out. And I'm just sitting on the floor, just getting changed, getting you know, everything together, not really thinking anything of it. And then I get pulled to the side. Hey, we want you to work him. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess like I, I all right. So, you know, I go back to changing and they tell him like, hey, you're going to work Red Dog. He's like, all right, cool. And like five minutes into like, uh, maybe like, you know, 10 minutes go by. I didn't say anything. I just kind of sat there. So like put my stuff on. All of a sudden I hear, hey, Red Dog, what do you do? I was like, listen and sell. <laughs> and he was just like, okay. He goes back to putting my stuff. But what do you really do? <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's talk. And, and, and by you doing that? I'm pretty sure he was willing to do whatever you wanted to do. That was in reason. Yeah. We went, we went into this, we went into the gun spot and like, everybody's like, I've never seen, they're like, I've never seen him go for that. I was like, I didn't think it was going to work out either, but I'm so glad it did. <laughs> That's dope, man. But yo, so we're going to hop into the best part of the three count okay. podcast. And that is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Here's how it works. Mr. Reno. I'm going to fire right. off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And in the words <laughs> of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite actor? Ooh. I'll come back to that. Come back to PlayStation, that. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Favorite cartoon? Oh, Thundercats. Let's go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Apple or Android? Oh, I'm a Samsung dude all the way, man. (laughs) Marvel, uh, let me see. Let's see. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Okay, going back when I was a kid again. Actually, Teen Wolf. Okay, I like that. Mm -hmm. Michael J. Fox, shout out. Yeah, my Uh, favorite movie as a kid. Marvel or DC? I'm a Marvel guy. I love DC, but the Marvel universe is so much better. I'm waiting for DC to get their shit together. I, I agree. Uh, all right, back. Favorite actor? All right, favorite actor. All right, I'm going to go with... I like a lot of his movies. So, yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with Will Smith. I love a lot of his movies. Favorite podcast? <laughs> Besides this one? RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk. Let's go. It's not like we don't have this thing kind of marketed around to let people know that it's our favorite podcast. Uh, (laughs) Nominate one person you want to see on the show. Mike Stone. I would love to hear what he has to say. You got to get TJ Reno on there. Me too, because that's coming soon. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, you got to get TJ up here, man. And last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show, mm-hmm. favorite curse word. Motherfucker. God bless MFers. <laughs> That's right. My favorite, fuck is my favorite fucking word. You can put it on every fucking thing. It makes everything sound fucking better. It makes me feel fucking better when I fucking say it. Oh, fuck. At Absolutely. <laughs> That's the fuck right. <laughs> but those are all my questions that I have. So the last thing I have for you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. 
Hey guys, you can find me on Facebook at Tyreno. You can find me also at Tyreno Gear on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, thanks for this, Red Dog man. This was this was dope, man. Uh, can't wait to come back if you have me. Um, I'm still I'm still around. I know I said I was going to retire soon, but I'm still around. I I can't really go nowhere. I'm still you know ACBW World Heavyweight Champion. So you know. That's where you can find him. Bet. Well, he gave you all of his handles. He told you where you can find him. He even told you about where you can get a hold of him if you want to get some gear made. Yeah, so man. With place that, your order. Yeah, place your orders. But with that being said, we got to do like we do with every great part of a wrestling match. We got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast with us now in ring, And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone that's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about <laughs> who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? You see him right there. It's Ty Reno himself. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode. Or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms down below. <laughs> you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're subscribed to our Spotify, you're leaving those five-star frost flash reviews that you would do on Apple Podcasts. You're even listening to us on Apple Music. You're even going out your way to, hey, there's a pup there. You're even going to go buy all of our merch on ProWrestlingTees.com or even on ForYourWear.com. Do all those things. Tell people about it. Comment. Or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode. And you're waiting for the <laughs> outro. And you're choosing another episode to listen to. Kawhi. Do it. What's going on is Clipper Red Dog, the man that beat you up down mountain called wrestling. And what we need from you guys is to kind of show some support, right? We want you guys to go to our YouTube channel at the Three Count Podcast, go on to our Twitch channel, Three Count Pod, or even our Facebook page, Three Count Podcast, and just give us a like, follow, subscribe, even give us a comment, right? Do all that cool stuff. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies, right? Or you can even come talk to us and just chat us up, right? Find us on Twitter at Three Count underscore Pod. Find us on IG and on TikTok at Three Count Pod. Go ahead and leave us those comments. We want to hear from all of you guys. We're going to keep putting on videos and stuff like that. We want to keep making this content better. So we want your guys' support. Also, if you guys want to, go support us at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count podcast or even find us on ForYourWear.com. Give us the support. Show us your guys' love because we want to give it right back to y'all. So in the meantime, between time, love y'all.